Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 343. Back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> we had um, uh, the festival. We had a uh, we had to drop the Will Wheaton Cecil Baldwin episode. Yes. We had some scheduling issues. Uh, but now we're back. We had some crazy jet lag. Yes. <laughs> um, I, uh, in the last two weeks, have been home for one day. <gasps> been to uh, Romania, San Francisco, <gasps> South Dakota. Romania? And, yeah, I was in Romania for the Cluj Comedy Film Festival, which I got to say was awesome. Aren't you um, glad you went? I'm so glad I went. Oh my God, Romania. And you went into a salt mine at went, some point, I went right? into a salt mine. There's, a, there's the uh, Selena Turda. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, just outside of Cluj, uh-huh. Cluj Napoca, which is in the northern part of Romania, it was fantastic. Oh is that where the earbud screen was? It in the salt mine? <laughs> yeah, it was deep in a salt mine. It was, of course, we always get great screening times. <laughs> Six in the morning in a salt mine. You guys, that's you know, what it's good. I know it's all about the venue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's great if you're having any sort of um, bronchial problem. Yeah. Salt air is very good for that. So where is Romania on the map? Um, it is. It borders with, um, I think, Bulgaria. Uh-huh. Um, it's Eastern Europe. Yeah. Is it near Poland? Is yeah. Is it near yes. Hungary? It is near Poland. Okay. And Hungary. Um, okay. So it was, you know, it was one of those places where it's, I don't think it's on a lot of American shortlist. You know, when you think of Europe, everyone's right. like Rome and Paris and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I was like, I don't know, let's go to Romania. And, you know, spent like a half a day in Bucharest, which was, which was cool. Wow. But then- Cluj is in the north, so it's about 350,000 people. 100,000 of them are like college students. Oh, my God. So it's this very sort of, there's a, it's, a, it's becoming, they, they're calling it the Silicon Valley of Europe now, or it's starting to become that. It's this cultural hub. Uh, so it was really fantastic. And the festival, it's been around for eight years. A local BMW dealership was a sponsor, so we were driven around in BMWs. <laughs> oh man, That's great. it was just like, and, uh, and you said everyone speaks English pretty much. Everyone too. speaks English. Everyone we're so in- spoiled. I know we're yeah, so yeah. spoiled. <laughs> you know, my stepdaughter and her husband live in in, um, in Budapest. Oh, and right now my sister and her brother and her what husband. Are the odds? And, 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 of that. <laughs> yeah, and 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 their friends are now traveling Budapest, uh, Poland, and Berlin. Mm-hmm. So. It's. I All tell people. There. I, I'm saying to people, if you're in Europe, give check out Romania. It was really, mm. and the festival is really. So, um, we saw. I saw a bunch of cool movies that we'll, some of them we'll talk about mm-hmm. today. Um, and we screened earbuds. Screened at this um, the Cinema Victoria, which is an old theater that they had remodeled. Oh, great! But oh, it, it had a been gorgeous, balcony. Huh? It was beautiful. Oh my gosh! I got to watch earbuds in a balcony. Like wow, <laughs> very cool. And then we did a Q and A which I think I have the video. I'll try to post it. You know, mm-hmm. she's introducing me. In Romanian. In Romanian. So it's all like, but then all the questions, she told everybody in Romanian, your questions have to be in English. Right. Basically, he's a dumb American director, yes. so he can't speak anything <laughs> but his one dumb language. So, <laughs> And do it slowly. Do it slowly. <laughs> Americans aren't smart. Yeah. Um, look at their election. Yeah. Um, so, oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It's awful. Let's not even... Let's not talk no, about it. Please. Um, but it was, it was fantastic, and everybody involved, you know, I want to thank um, everybody who, you know... This man Bogdan, I believe, is his name, who brought us in, and Daniela, and this whole the whole staff of the festival was just fantastic. We had a great time. Very cool. We had a great time. How many days were you there? Um, total of about five. So it was wow, seven days gone. You know, two travel days on either end, and then wow. about five days there. It was great. We had great food. It was. It was mm-hmm. What know, kind of food is there? Well, it's 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 a it's. I mean, actual Romanian food is. Nothing that I, as a vegetarian, can eat. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> right. A lot of but, meat. A lot of, a lot meat. of stews. But just in general, they had really fantastic restaurants. And it, architecturally, it was like, you know, there's medieval times. And mm. there's like uh, Russian era, Soviet era. It's really, it was really wow. remarkable. Um, so, you know, I was in Europe. I went to some churches. Earbuds is still taking you all over the world. Earbuds is taking me all over the world. So it was really cool. Lucky well, we're you. excited. Um, we've got a lot of movies to talk about, but also we've got a couple sponsors Whoa. we have to catch up on as well. we got to um, catch up on a sponsor. This uh, episode will be brought to you by Harry's Razors and Casper Mattresses. But let's talk about Harry's Razors right now. Well, let's talk about mm. Harry's Razors. Polish up your man face, I Graham. polished. I was in Romania and I shaved mm. with my Harry's Razor. Nice. Um, and there's new, so there's this new standard. If you're in you. Romania, do you have to shave the other direction? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, Chris. That's how the world works. Absolutely, buddy. No, it's still north of the equator. Yeah. Um, it's only in Australia. Yeah, I'm sure. interested in Harry's razors for my husband. Tell me about it. I'll tell you exactly okay. all about it. That's our guest, Kathy Ladman, by Hi. the way. Yes. <laughs> Hi. It's uh, not for me. It's for my husband. <laughs> For a friend. I'm asking for a friend. So I've been using these razors since they became a sponsor like a year or so ago, Mm -hmm. and they're fantastic. And they've now, they've improved them. So now they have a, a, like a grip handle, which Mm -hmm. I like, because I tend to shave in the shower, and they've improved the blades. They've now added on the back, some other razor companies do this, and Harry's started, a little one blade on the back to get, I got a couple freak whiskers right under my nose that mm-hmm. I can't get mm-hmm. because when you've got the lubrication strip, you can't get under get it. Close enough, you so mean? So I go, I get it. Although, be careful. One time I wasn't paying attention, I cut my nose. Oh, so okay. Fair warning. Okay, fair warning. Be safe. Don't go. Yes. Don't go freaking it up in there. Go, don't okay. go close your nose. Don't go, don't don't, don't <laughs> close your nose. Don't give yourself a Romanian shape. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Romanian necktie. If you put Romanian in front of anything, it sounds either like a sex act or like a mob torture. Yeah, it does. You know? really, yes. Oh, you're right. in a Romanian salt mine. Huh? <laughs> Uh-oh. Somebody got a little Romanian. Someone's in yeah. prison. You yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> you got to pay a lot of money for that. Give me back my money. They ought to give you a Romanian jet leg, you know, like everything sounds. It could be, it could be. Um, so here's the thing, though. What Harry's has is uh, they're giving away free stuff. Free stuff. You get a free trial offer, which comes with a razor uh, and the shaving cream. And if you do coupon code Comedy Film Nerds, you get a special bonus. You get uh, free shave balm. It's good stuff. I like, and they come. I'll tell you this: they're all under three ounces. Travel oh, size. Oh, great! Size. That's great. Boom. Road mm-hmm. comic. Is it in a this. tube? This is. Or- a, the they shave bomb. Ha- the shave bomb now is in like a little um, squeeze bottle, little squeeze sort of? bottle thing, mm-hmm. pop top squeeze bottle, okay. and then the the, the um, shave gel mm-hmm. comes in sort of your standard metal uh, shave gel can. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to Harry's.com, H A R R Y S, and use coupon code Comedy Film Nerds, all you got to do is pay three dollars for shipping, and you get a sample of all this. Oh, that's so great! It's fantastic. Okay, share it, what's different it. about their razors? The price, for oh, starters. Oh, okay. Like, there, there's other razor. I used to use a more expensive brand of a, 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 sim, a similar style, the three floating right. blades and all that stuff. Right. Way expensive, 4 yes. or $5 a blade. I know. I can't believe that when and I get refills for my for They're my insane. Yes. These are, like, even when we don't have a coupon code offer with them, I've mm-hmm. rebought you know, I've re-upped with Harry, so I think... All right, I'm going to check them out. It's a good break. Yeah, I'm going to check them out. That's how a lot of the sponsors make money, too. It's like, uh, as hosts, we end up buying a lot of Well, they get us hooked on it. (laughs) They're like drug dealers. Right. (laughs) First one's free. So all you have to do is go to harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S, plus That's how most most, uh, drug dealers do that. Yeah, Yeah, plus shipping. You have to pay shipping. And use the coupon but you code like Comedy it. Film Nerds. Yes, I'm sorry. Comedy That's Film right. Nerds. That's right. <laughs> Comedy <laughs> Film Nerds. And you get uh, this amazing trial offer. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, I also want to thank everybody. I did a Doug Loves Movies in San Francisco. That was a lot of fun. Did um, it drop yet? Uh, I believe it has dropped mm-hmm. um, from Cobbs in San Francisco. And what that, did you do in San Francisco? Doug Loves Movies podcast. Oh, fun. Which was a blast. Oh, fun. And then I went to gave, game five of the World Series. <gasps> oh, I got to God. see the Cubs win a World Series game, and they're still alive, and I'm watching them so, tonight. Oh, my it was the God. Coolest thing right, you traveled all over the place. I, Are buddy, you from Chicago? Yeah. Oh, okay. And a friend goes, I have a ticket to game five. And wow. I'm just like, I'm taking it. Yeah. I go, I'm in. He goes, I go, Are you sure you could make a lot of money? He goes, Just pay me face value. Oh, my God. Like, he could have paid, made five grand on this until they lost yeah. two in a row. Then the price dropped, and now that they've won again, now the price is going. Anyway, so. that's a nice friend. Yeah, it was. A, I had a blast. But let's introduce Kathy yes. Ladman. Okay, um, you've been a stand-up comic for a long time. For a long time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't, long don't say time. that discouragingly. Like, well, well. for lo- thirty-six years, I've been really wow. stand-up comic. I met yes. you in Philly when I worked at the Funny Bone. It was the first time I met you. Oh my god! Yeah, many years ago. In I was still, Philly I was still or Pittsburgh? Philly. I was still in college. Oh my God. Yeah, I thought you were amazing then. Philly had a funny bone? Uh, this is how old I yeah. am. <laughs> Philadelphia is a city? Yes. <laughs> People live there? Wow. Is there a bell? It's broken. <laughs> Have they fixed it yet? <laughs> Wait, where was the funny bone in Philly? On South Street. Oh, okay. Yes, I recall. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. Wow. And I was a teacher in Philadelphia. I'm I'm older. I'm well older than you guys, but I was a teacher for one year outside of Philly in Abington. I taught 8th grade English. 
Wow. In 1976, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Yes, I know. And that's when you decided I'm going to be a comedian. Well, I always, yeah, I wanted to be a comedian. Uh, probably since I was about 13, I had, I decided this is what I wanted to do. What got, what, at, what did you, who did you see or what did, like, was it a movie or did you saw a comic I just live? used to watch comics all the time on the Ed Sullivan show, mm. you know, and then whatever shows had comedians on TV, I was watching them. And then my parents had uh, Vaughn Meter's album. First family, uh-huh. and and then my real um, kind of uh, uh, solidifying influence were Nichols and May. Mm. My parents had a Nichols and May album, which I still have, which is, has been signed by Mike Nichols, but not yet by Elaine May. Mm. Um, and it's called, it was called Nichols and May Examine Doctors, and I used to listen to it all the time, and I memorized the entire album. I probably, I'm sure, I still know it. And when I went to sleep at night. Um, my mom would come into my room and I would say prayers. What's that about? And um, I would uh, do a selection off the album for her. <laughs> and I don't think she really quite got it, but she just listened. And um, then I got to work with Mike Nichols a couple of times really? too. Yeah, oh, that's cool. uh, yeah. I mean, I have a really in- insanely uh, ha- n- uh, hairs on the back of your neck raising story about the kind of three hundred and sixty moment I had with him. Um, just doing a, like all of a sudden standing next to him while he was setting up a shot, just randomly standing shoulder to shoulder with him, and then I started doing this. Um, this uh, band on the album, I started doing it, and he answered back, and we were doing it. Ooh. I know, wow. I know, I know, and it was like, my God, I was like eight years old again. It that's was really wild. It was really wild. So that's kind of what that that was what influenced me. But it took me until I was about twenty five, almost twenty six, to really start doing it. And uh, now you're you're involved in a Showtime show right now. Yes, right? Uh, really exciting. I'm a recurring character um, along with some other fellow comics. Uh, Rick Overton is also in it, and Don Marrera. Um, and uh, it's called "I'm Dying Up Here." Mm-hmm. Uh, executive uh, producer is Jim Carrey, and um, it's based on a nonfiction book written about the stand-up scene in LA in the '70s. And this is a fictionalized version of the book. Of kind of what happened. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, I'm sure, I mean, a lot of it is extrapolated. I mean, some of it is is probably based on incidents and some of it is imagined. Now, are they, I, I haven't seen the show. But well, are, it's not on yet. It's, it's well, not going to be. I haven't seen it. Right. Is, <laughs> I, I haven't seen the show. Um, but it's, I think it's, it's going to come on in the new year whenever they do it, March. Or, well, hmm. let me ask you this, though. So. Are they having? Is there like an actor playing Sam Kinison, or is there like a Sam Kinison type? Well, or? I, like I was at the original at the first table read that I went to, which was not the pilot. It was it was the next episode, the one that you know after it was picked up. Um, the character names were real. They had Gabe Kaplan. And oh they yeah. Had, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember even remember who else was in it, but then they changed it, and. I'm, I wonder if it was legal reasons, right. whatever. Right. But I did notice in this script that they had a couple of real names in this script who, and I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm really not sure how they're going to do it because they can't, I, they can't use these real people because they, this is the seventies. Then they don't look like, right. you know, right. they're going to have to have actors playing these people, but they're very small. They're very small mm-hmm. uh, parts. Um, but, you know, they are having an actor who plays uh, Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, and it is called The Carson Show. Um, and, but then the, the other people, like the booker on The Carson Show is not named Jim McCauley. You know, it's, right. it, they're different. They have different mm-hmm. names. But they're definitely um, based upon these characters uh, that, that you will, I think that will be recognizable. Right. To a great degree. Richard Pryor and... Yes, 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 right. yes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. It I'm is cool. And the, and the scripts are unbelievable. I mean, my God, they're so good. The stories are so compelling. They're funny, but they're heartbreaking and just so what well you, I mean, written. What, what, what could you compare it to? Ugh. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think anything... I know, I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish and, and those sounds like come out of me sometimes that they don't... <laughs> 
They don't necessarily mean the same as when they come out of other kinds of people, maybe. I mean, when I say, you know, you know, like a lot of times, like like Jewish Jewish women will go, "Ugh, that's so beautiful." When "ugh" actually means like it disgusting. sounds like horrifying. Yeah. Yes, but "ugh," you know, "ugh." Anyway, but I'm, I don't even know what I meant when I said it, but basically, I don't think I've read anything, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything about comedy that has portrayed it this way so um, accurately in terms of what it's like being a comic and what the world around it is like in Hollywood. And also a very specific time in right. comedy. Yes. The 70s in LA. It's a period yes. show. It's a different. Oh, it's definitely a period show. And the, and the way I'm dressed, we were all dressed. Mm-hmm. No like, cell phones. It's fantastic. No cell phones. And, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also cocaine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like cocaine. Yeah. And there was the Tonight Show was it. Right. Yes. That was it. There yeah. was no other. There wasn't. 15 shows in Comedy Central and all this no, other stuff. No, I mean, there were other late night shows that I recall then. I mean, I can't remember what dates they were. I mean, there was the Joey Bishop show for a while. Right. I remember mm-hmm. that. And I don't know when that was on exactly, but there was nothing, <clears throat> excuse me, there was nothing that compared to the Tonight Show back then. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had uh, 100%. Like, he mm-hmm. had all the that power. Was that was the Oh, that yeah. Oh right! So that's yeah, that's that's huh? kind of what's what's that's going coming on cool. January. Well, I don't know January, March. Right. I don't Next know when year. they when they roll it out. Sometime Next in 2017. Right. Yes. So let's get into some movies. All right. Yay, um, I love movies. I want to talk about. <laughs> I do. I could watch them all damn day. <laughs> I want to start with the new Godzilla movie, Shin Gojira. Uh, I'm sure I butchered that. Neil's oh, not here. Gojira. <laughs> um, this was a really interesting Godzilla movie. I was really excited to see this movie. Is Gojira uh, Godzilla? Yes. Is Gojira. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and one of the interesting things about this movie is every single Japanese uh, Godzilla movie has been a, quote, sequel, and they've never really rebooted Godzilla. This is the first one that's like an, an actual full reboot of Godzilla, because every other film actually acknowledges the original 1954 film whether you have another monster or whatever, it's always, after that first film, it's always Godzilla exists, he's back, he's going to destroy everything. This one starts off with Godzilla um, actually evolving. So he had, takes these different forms before he actually becomes Godzilla. Really? And and it starts off like he's, it's almost like baby Godzilla, but uh, the form he takes, it's not quite, it's in the trailers, but it's not quite Godzilla. But there is a clear parallel when, um, quote, baby Godzilla comes on the land for the first time but has really no arms and legs and is creating flooding that looks remarkably similar to the earthquakes and tsunamis that Japan had just seen a couple of years ago. Wow. The way mm. the water moved, the way the um, the cars and everything flooded, and the way people ran. Wow. So there were some interesting parallels. Um, here's where the movie did not work. The movie had a little bit of a sense of humor to it, which was good, but... Uh, it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch that goes on far too long. Like, uh, mm. you have uh, this commentary on Japanese bureaucracy. It's like, all right, a monster's appeared. Okay, we need to have a meeting. Now we need to have a meeting for another meeting. Now we need to have a meeting, like, in another meeting room to talk about the other meeting. That's mm. funny and a great commentary for, like, five, ten minutes. Right. You can't do an hour of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. It just went on, on and on and on. And then you have... Um, you know, these conspiracies of like, uh, you know, the Americans get involved, but then they send an American attache who is actually Japanese, who uh, is, you know, looks like she just came out of a, a maid cafe <laughs> and is saying that she's going to be president someday. <laughs> so there's a lot of these weird commentary what? things. Uh, and then there's candy. also, yeah. And then there's also, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's, oh, not, no, that it's not that far off. Not that far off. Not that far off. But it, it was... Um, it, it did some interesting things, but it also fell flat in a couple of places. I'll tell you who, if you want to read a really great um, written review, um, uh, Rick Myers has a great review on the site, and he goes through point by point, like what kind of fell short. So uh, I'll tell you, the character design and the special effects were all better than they normally are for Godzilla movies, but the actual story and the commentary, it just like, it felt like you were just watching a circle going over and right. over again. And there, there actually, you know, I never thought I'd complain about a Japanese Godzilla movie like this. There wasn't enough Godzilla. It took too long to evolve. And then it kind of ends on like a cliffhanger, like, Oh, what's going to happen next? You know, what's the next evolution? Or, and I'm like, well, no, you could have gotten into that 45 minutes ago. I, I don't need another. 
movie to wait for that. Um, so it, it's it's definitely a hit or miss kind of Godzilla movie. It does some really cool things, and it also does some things where you just kind of scratch in your head. Now that could be also a cultural difference, like you know maybe the Japanese audiences love seeing the commentary on meetings for an hour. I was a little bored by it after that. Yeah, maybe their um, film reviews are like, yeah, yes. not enough meetings in this <laughs> More, yeah. More bureaucracy. We need more yeah. memos. So so it was that weird thing like, oh, I like where it's going. All right, now stop going there. Just, no, I, I get it. Well, get what, it. About, what about like special effect wise? How was that? You know what? It was definitely, uh, I found the special effects the most interesting in the beginning with Godzilla evolving and the destruction of like a smaller Godzilla through Tokyo and and the way um, it paralleled the the tsunamis. Once we get into like uh, you know full grown Godzilla and the regular you know airplanes and tanks and shooting, it, then it, it looked a little more familiar and not as different or interesting. But it was still obviously every Godzilla movie the uh, effects improve. <laughs> Do they ever like uh, go? I mean, I, I've only seen I only saw like an old Godzilla movie, like the ones that everybody has made fun mm-hmm. of, you know. But um, what is Godzilla's raison d'être? I mean, I mean, <laughs> do, do, does anybody know like why Godzilla does what he does? Well, it's a what she com- does? it's a commentary on pretty much, you know, nuclear proliferation going all the way back, actually should say the atomic bomb. Way right. Back when is, uh, um, you know, it was a, it's a, it's a huge commentary in response to, to that Her- many, many Her- years Hiroshima ago. And, and yeah, many, many years ago. And then right. it, it, it's always had an environmentally themed message. Uh-huh. How ultimately mankind is going to destroy the planet with our technology. Wow. Well, that's uh, <laughs> fairly prescient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, and remember, and this was, yeah. You know, this was in that right mm-hmm. in the 50s. This is, but, right. and now, right. as now we, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Now we're getting closer and closer. Right. So, uh, so that the Japanese films have never really strayed too far from that theme. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even one of the things that the last Godzilla movie, the American one, did correct was to tap into those themes a little bit, even though you just never saw Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it uh, you know, it's miles away and miles better than like the Matthew Broderick nonsense, the, that Godzilla the movie. something Yeah, around there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so it, 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 it's a mixed bag, the new Godzilla movie. A- and it was also... Like one of those things where they underestimated the demand. Like I was saying, like I got to go to Lemley to see a Godzilla movie. You know, it was sold out completely, and uh-huh. they, really? uh, yeah, wow. and they had to add screenings. And the only times they could add screenings, they were adding like Saturday morning and like weekend morning screenings because there was such a and demand small to see this theater, movie. right? No, it was it was oh massive. really? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. but just on one screen. Just on one screen. Oh, yeah, exactly. which Lemley Theater is massive? Uh, it was the one in uh, North Hollywood, I think. Yeah. It was oh right. Big. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, but that's a weird Lemley where it'll mm-hmm. play like, you know, Avengers and then art house movies like in mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. theater. Right. Um, so let's uh, let's go to the guest next. Do you want to oh, I want to hear about In the Valley of Violence, the yes. movie that well, you saw. <laughs> I'll tell you, I love I do love movies. And, um, you know, I, this assignment, you know, first of all, I, I contacted Chris. I didn't even know. I don't do pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know physically how to do it. I mean, mechanically. But I'm not used to going there and seeing. I didn't even know you could see like some first run films there. Mm-hmm. So I had to ask him a couple of times, and mm-hmm. he said, "Just go down to this New was in the Theaters." The Todd Glass effect, helping someone actually see a movie for the uh, <laughs> the movie. Well, Todd's, oh, really? Todd's a different story. Yeah. Todd physically doesn't know how to go to a movie. Like oh, so he never funny. watches them. He doesn't like. I don't think he understands the technology. This is a little oh. different. This is just. <laughs> By the way, do you know Todd Glass from Philly? Yes. Yeah. Do you know that I emceed, uh, this is a, a slight departure, I emceed his very first show. Really? Wow. When mm-hmm. he was like 16? 17. Seven, wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Pretty wild. Yeah. So. I know. He was wonderful. Um, yeah. So I went to pay-per-view and I looked through the films and I looked at some of the reviews and and looked at some of the plots and I decided I would watch this film in in the Valley of Violence. And it's a western? Or? It's a western, which I love. I've been mm-hmm. watching Westworld, mm-hmm. by the way, and I'm loving it. Do you watch it? <laughs> no, I mean, it's good. really good. <laughs> and I do love westerns. I really do love westerns. Um if they're if they're good. Mm-hmm. And it was it was it was uh it starred uh, um Ethan Hawke 
and um, John Travolta, which I found compelling. And then there was an actress whose last name was Farmiga who looked very much like Vera Farmiga. And I thought, well, that's not a common name. And it turns out that that's um, her sister. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Taisa. Taisa. I thought she was her daughter because she really looks quite young. Well, there's seven kids in that. Yeah, there are seven kids in that family. So, right, right. So, Mm. um, anyway, so... um, it was They're like Ginger um, Baldwin's. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was uh, interesting. I had, I had I had bigger hopes for it initially, and then I found the characters to be very cookie cutter. I found some of the shots to be real. Like there was one shot where somebody's about to shoot someone, and then. He, you know, you can see him, them kind of facing off, and then the bad guy gets shot, falls out of the frame, and then there's somebody standing behind. I mean, I, I, I've just seen that shot right. so many times that, mm-hmm. um, but um, there was there was just something about it that didn't really uh, satisfy me. Uh, moving along, I didn't what understand. Was it about? Like, what was the? Well, what? it was about this. You find out that that. Ethan Hawke, who's with, who's on horse with his wonderful dog, with whom they have do too many tricks. It was too. Oh, they made the dog almost too cute. Um, but I am such a sucker for dogs. I mean, and you know, in the movie, they tell you right off that someone kills his dog, and then he, you know, goes. Uh, uh, he goes for revenge. You know, he avenges the death of his dog. And I was like, oh no, when's the dog gonna die? I can't, you know, I just hate that. My, you know, Sue Kalinsky, um, she used to do stand up, she's a good friend of mine, and she loves dogs. And she says that whenever she would watch an old Bonanza and there was a dog in it, she got sad because she knew that now that dog was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't like seeing any pets die, but I knew that it was part of the plot, so I braced myself. And so, these guys, there's some sadistic guy who's like full of himself and. And you don't really know who Ethan Hawke is yet. And anyway, he, the sadistic guy who ends up being John Travolta's son, um, he's a, that, and he's, he's, uh, he's not John, John Travolta's character was interesting, but this guy who plays his son, the character was just very, very kind of bowling pin type character, you know, um, you know, he's, he was just full of himself and you don't really know what his story is and he has this girlfriend and he mistreats her and why does she love him? And, you know, I don't, I didn't get any of that. Anyway, so they, they end up killing his dog because they know that that's the way to get to him. And then they think they kill him, but they didn't. And then he comes back to basically and it's, it's like this town that used to be a mining town that's almost completely deserted it's just the way they say it, it's filled it's filled with um with the uh, dimwits and nitwits and 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 just bad guys and right. and you know there's a handful of people there and i don't even understand why they live there there were like six people in this town i mean how do they how did they go on there's a hotel there's no one there I didn't see a grocery store or anything, a dry goods store. I, well, actually, it was a dry goods store that he went general to. General store? The, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. There was a general store. But, but um, you know, there were just – and you end up finding out that he deserted from the war. Uh-huh. Ethan Hawke deserted from the war. And um, – and he just couldn't do it anymore. And he left his family because he was. It's it, it, it's yeah. So it just got it too just convoluted. Was, it, was, it was too. There were too many pieces that weren't really woven together in a satisfying way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that he could leave. I, I don't. I can't remember exactly why he just left his family. I think he, he just maybe because he was a deserter yeah, and he couldn't to- go back. Yes. You know, I wasn't quite sure of that. You wanted to go to a town with six people? Yes. <laughs> well, no he, lines. He was just right. He said he started traffic. But um, I mean, I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I really was. Um, 
It was atmospheric in an interesting, in a very empty way. I mean, like, it was just, there was nothing to it. And the sign for the town was like, you know, maybe as good as a garage sale mm-hmm. sign, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, boy, you know, they didn't put a lot of effort into that. And then you, <laughs> and then you see the town, and, you, you know, it sort of matches the sign. But it was, it was interesting because I, I would never have seen this movie. Right. And so the assignment was, act, was really... It was good. It was good. It was it was a nice uh, adventure, All you know. Right. But I, I wouldn't really recommend it. <laughs> right. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but and I wonder like how like who who was doing whom favors and right. I mean like to get John Travolta and Ethan Hawke to do this film. Yeah. Um, maybe it was the director, the writer, who knows? Producer, who knows? somebody. Yeah. Somebody made a phone call. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so now uh, let's talk about Swiss Army Man, Graham. You saw this movie, and I was interested in mm. seeing this movie. It, it felt like a uh, Weekend at Bernie's meets like Castaway kind of feel to it. Yeah, it's it's. Here's the thing about this movie: it is so bizarre and inventive, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. The, the <laughs> there's not much for me to say about it that mm-hmm. won't reveal it. Right. So. I just revealed my whole movie. Is that bad? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So I, you know, like, I, I'll say this: it's it's, I like it's cool what Daniel Radcliffe is doing, because um, he obviously could just stay. If it mattered to him about being a big A list person, he could just keep making. A-list franchise movies because he's has more money than he knows what to do with. Mm-hmm. But I always like it when somebody achieves that sort of level of fame, like obviously your Harry Potter, or your James Bond, or somebody mm-hmm. like right. that, and then does a really and your Harry Potter in eight movies, eight movies, <laughs> wow. eight wow. movies. His smallest residual check will be more than the three of us will ever make combined <laughs> in all of our lives. You know, like so. Uh, this movie is so, it's a bizarre film. And of course, because Paul Dano's in it, he has to play a guy that's a weirdo. A weirdo. And mm-hmm. so, um, y- you know, it's, and it was, so so Daniel Radcliffe, he, we, we researched, he demanded to be in every shot, uh, even though they made a dummy of him. Right. I was watching this going, the shooting of this seems really hard. They're out in the woods. They're in the water. Can you tell me what this is just basically about? So basically, um, uh, here's what it is. You know what? I'll read the- um, Synopsis? I'll read the synopsis on IMDb, so that way I'm not straying from anything. Right. Um, A hopeless man stranded on a deserted island befriends a dead body, and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. Oh man! So that's okay. the plot of this movie. That's what's wow. going on. And Daniel Radcliffe is the dead body, and Paul Dano is the guy that's stranded. Mm-hmm. And you know, crazy stuff starts happening. And the whole question is: Is this really happening, or is this Paul Dano just losing his shit because he's been out? He's been stranded for too long. Right. And as it, you know, it reveals some. It's there's there's some amazing scenes there's some hilarious scenes there's some scenes that are you know really kind of weird and uncomfortable but in a good way like the filmmaker is doing um it, it is really messing with you not in a contrived sort of look at me being a director kind of way but in a very interesting way to tell a story mm-hmm. it's a very interesting way to tell a story and it's it's um it seems like the kind of movie that's so out there, there's probably going to be people who are just going to be watch it and go, nope, <laughs> nonsense. And then there's people who are going to be really intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Um, like people who liked what would like this, do you think? Bars and the Real Girl. Something mm-hmm. like that, maybe. Right. Right. You know, like God, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind comes you know, right. I think about that, like something ma- where you question whether you're what what, what the what reality what the reality is, is exactly, okay. and you're not sure. So it's more interpretive to the viewer, perhaps. It it requires it requires more of the viewer. It's more it's more yes. it's there's more subjectivity to it. Yes. Okay. Some art comes to you. Some art you have to go to. Yes. Right. This is one you got to go to. You got to go to, and then. You know, it's. I, I don't want to say anything more because I don't want to reveal anything. Mm-hmm. But it's. It's just. It's. It's worth a watch in the mm-hmm. sense that it is really interesting, 
filmmaking, and you've got two actors. It's just the two of them through wow. a whole movie. Right? Wow. I mean, there's a couple of people towards the end or whatever, and there's some flashbacks, mm-hmm. you know, but it's 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 really cool. That sounds mm-hmm. interesting. It's Is fr- it currently in theaters? I saw it on the plane, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm sure you can see it uh, on VOD or something right. like that. Right, okay. You know, it, it, was really, it was really intriguing to oh, watch. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. I definitely want to check it out. Um, all right, let's talk about The Accountant. All right. Uh, I now, saw that. I, this was, did you see it? I did. Okay. And this was a really um, interesting movie because at the beginning of this movie, it almost tricks you into thinking it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you realize it is not. And then it just spirals completely out of control from there. This is the movie equivalent of a four-year-old wanting to be taken seriously as an adult. That's actually what this movie is. It it's so serious, like, and it's so, um, it, it just feels like so polished. But every direction it goes in is absolutely ridiculous. Really? Yeah. It, it's everything from like, um, okay, you have this setup of the accountant, which Ben Affleck's character, we, where he has high functioning autism, so he's very good with numbers and he has all these things. But he had a lot of trouble growing up. Okay, got it. I'm all set up. No other character in the movie gets that kind of character treatment at all. Mm-hmm. Everything else is, okay, you're a damsel in distress. You're a Bond villain. You're a, a, a abusive father. Okay, that that's it. Like, everything else is a piece of everything. Because um, I get that he has fi- high-functioning autism. It's going to cause him a lot of problems in the workplace, even though he's going to be brilliant at his job as an accountant. And then he becomes uh, basically an accountant for the mob and criminals. And then there's a little uh, side plot because the parents, the father was in the military, didn't know how to deal with it. So uh, he decided the best way to deal with his son's autism was to train him to be an assassin. Like what? Seems reasonable. But yeah, see, so he's got like a, a Muay Thai instructor. He's teaching him firearms, and like, and he has a brother too. I'm thinking the brother must be thinking, "What did I do? Why do I have to do all this training <laughs> really? too?" I'm like, "This is insane." So, the only reason for that to happen is that to make him a cold blooded killer towards the uh, middle to the end of the film. Because oh well, now he knows how to kill people, and he's doing it mercilessly. So clearly, this was. Uh, a completely contrived plot point. Uh, and then you're thinking, well, that's probably as dumb as it's going to get. Nope. It starts to get even dumber as the movie uh, progresses. And uh, to the point where you're like, well, now it's just, these are random pages from other scripts that just happen to get into this movie. <laughs> um, so you know, Kathy, I did you love it? <laughs> I, I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but I found it more compelling than you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it was interest. It was really interesting to have a a, a main character with high functioning autism. First yes. of all, um, and he deserves a better I, movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I thought Ben Affleck was really good. I'm I'm really like something about him that oh, I'm always surprised at how well he does. Mm-hmm. This, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why he strikes me as as someone who's not capable of taking on the roles that he takes on. Isn't that that's so mean of me? But um, I think he does a convincing job of this character, um, and I hated the father. And I saw that the father the father's way of instead of instead of um, helping the son assimilate in the best way. To the world, he says, you know, if he's bothered by lights and sound, then give him more of it. That's that was the father's approach. Give him more of what what assaults him, what and, assaults the son. And even that never translates to. Also, we need to get him a, a, my, a, a Muay Thai trainer and have him proficient yeah, that, in firearms and ni- knife weaponry. Yeah, that that really was not explained <laughs> at all. But what what I wasn't actually sure about... I um, think it's, like, it, it's explained by good parenting. Yes. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> and then they make the father almost sympathetic at the end, in a way. I, oh, yeah. That was... And then when he, and then I really didn't. Well, lie. spoil no spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. Oh, sorry, okay, all right. all right, sorry. But I know what you're going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean that was really unsatisfying. But um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what we're I trying to say is watch the first now. fifteen minutes, fifteen twenty minutes of this film, and then make up your own from there. I mean, and he's uh, fu- and he's also very funny. I mean, it's he he he. 
he's very funny in his responses, you know, how yes. underplayed he is. I mean, before you realize, before you realize that he's autistic. And he, he can't function in social situations. Right. So everything is effort to him, including just having a normal conversation. Right. There is an interesting movie here. Right, right. <laughs> that got completely, uh, you know, ignored um, for a bunch of <laughs> killing and firearms and And Bond is it villains. doing well? I don't think it did that well. I'm not okay, sure. It's the same director. Uh, it's Gavin O'Connor who did uh, Jane Got It Gone. He did Warrior. He did Pride and Glory. I liked, I liked Warrior. I hadn't seen the other ones. I, don't think I think it's safe that. to say it wasn't a runaway hit. Okay. So, uh, but I'm not sure how I mean, much it got it's a, actually it got, made. It got a, a lot of, oh, you know, pre-release press. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. But well, according to IMDb, it had a $44 million Jesus, budget. It that's did, a lot as of money. Of, yeah. As of October 28th, it did $61 million at the box office. All right. Well, okay. they made a profit or yeah. they, uh, you know. However, they cooked the books. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah, that could be break right. even. Who yeah, knows? That could be a loss. And the budget of three yeah. uh, Swiss Army Man was only $3 million. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I know. And Swiss Army Man had a very compelling script. And wow. You, and and was that well, uh, I mean, was that well received? Yeah, it did. It, it got well critically acclaimed. It just, it, it was so, <clears throat> the thing about Swiss Army Man was it, um, I think it had a limited release. So it okay. didn't go wide, um, but it, it got, you know, it's, according to this, it was, you know, it did four million at the box office that was as of September 23rd. Well, so that's better than $3 million. Yes. <laughs> I believe, from what I remember of math, <laughs> I think that's more. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I was so, I, I'm actually a little bummed you guys say this because I, the trailers for The Accountant looked like it was going to be I'm telling you, I enjoyed the ride. Really? I enjoyed the okay. ride. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. You know, and I can enjoy the ride sometimes for something that's not, that I know Gee, you know, I'm not going to watch this again, but I, I, you know, I'm very good at suspending my disbelief in the film unless something jars me and it takes me out of it, you know, but um, multiple things, what multiple multiple things. Yes. (laughs) But right. But there was one in particular that made me, (laughs) eh, right. I was always like lifting myself up in my seat. I have to go. Um, But I love movies so much. And I, you know, this is what I used to do. This is how, how far back this goes in my life. I <clears throat> loved old movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my dad was probably the one who turned me on to that. And when I would look through, my parents got this, um, it was called Q Magazine back then, but which has since become New York Magazine. But it used to have the TV schedule for like well, two weeks in it. And I would pour through it and look for all the movies that were showing up. And when it was Christmas vacation, I would take a yellow legal pad and I would write all the movies that I wanted to see and the different times and were times that they overlapped and I had to make a choice. And this is, you know, this is way back when there were like seven, nine channels that we had. Mm -hmm. And that was the delight of my Christmas vacation was watching. I remember when I first discovered, um, 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 what do you call it? Uh, the, uh, a Christmas Carol, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Charles Dickens, the one with Alistair Sim. I, it was it's a 75 minute film I think and they had it on three times in a row that night and I watched it three times in a row oh really yes and then they also have, used to have this thing called million dollar movie and they showed a movie 11 times during the week and there was one film summer stock that I watched 11 times wow. that week I know I, I love commitment I, it, it you know it was it was I, I love movies. I love, love movies. Sometimes the thing I like to do is if I have to iron, I have a few shirts that need ironing, a few items in my closet that need ironing. And I love ironing. I find it very calming. And for me to be able to put on an old movie and iron. And it doesn't even have to be a very old movie, but just something. What's even, your favorite film? You know, I always go to Chinatown, but uh, that's pro- probably, it's certainly in my top five or ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it, it's a it's a just beautiful film in, in so many ways. And and the, the, the way, the script and the pieces the, that the fit together. The script is and the, amazing. And the shots that they, ugh, you know, the, the sh- I mean, that shot of John Huston waving and, and then Jack Nicholson is behind him. And John Huston is in the foreground and Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. said something that, exposes John Huston. You see his face change in the foreground. I mean, it's such right. a wonderful use of the camera and storytelling. Well, it's, especially mm. the way the storytelling in Chinatown goes is mm. it's such a perfect um, thriller mm. where 
everyone has one piece of the puzzle. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and no one can put it all together, including the audience as we go along mm-hmm. this journey with them. Uh, and then it, it gets so, it's so well written. It's like, all right, well, this person has a piece, but isn't interpreting it incorrectly. Or this person has a piece and uh, they don't know what to do with it. And then mm-hmm. it, when it all comes together, you're like, oh, like every scene, every shot, nothing was wasted. Everything mm-hmm. made sense when yeah. it was all put together. So speaking of putting everything together, actually no, that that didn't even that wasn't a good transition. Casper no, mattresses, no, Casper mattresses, yeah. You know when you put it all together, you, it's time for it's a nap. time for a nap. Exactly, you got to yeah. go to sleep. Um, now, one of the things that I, I nothing makes uh, you want to take a nap like incest and corruption. Yeah. In Chinatown, I'm exhausted. <laughs> the Casper pick of the week. Is, <laughs> Um, um, this is a uh, Casper mattress. Now, the thing I love about Casper is that, um, you know, it's so weird. You're like, well, you're going to try a, a bed online. That's crazy. But they give you a hundred days to try out a mattress. Time magazine called this one of the best inventions of 2015. And I would have to wow. say, yes, uh, having just, as I said, I've been flying all over the place. I've been staying in all different kinds of hotel beds. Uh, coming home to sleeping on this is great. It's springy latex and supportive memory foam. Uh, the memory foam, I cannot be a bigger advocate. Really? That. Is the whole thing memory foam? Yeah, it's it's just, and I, you know, you know this, Kevin. But it doesn't like sink and you know. No, it's, it's still. But so because you have the you have the sp- uh, the springy latex that actually right. like it, it doesn't. It some back, memory yeah. foams I've 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 slept on. You can tell after a while. Like some hotels have them and they're nice, but then after a while you can tell they become very. Like they don't spring back. No, yeah, they just. It's sort of like this, like the like Norman Bates' mother in the bed. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, it's a guy with a hat on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get dementia, it's just, and it's, so it's and it's so much cheaper. It's great. It's five hundred for a twin, eight uh, six hundred for a twin XL, seven fifty for a full, eight fifty for a queen, and nine fifty for a king. Jeez. But we're not going to let you pay full wow. price. That would make no That's sense. That's an amazing price. Yes. Yeah, if you go to casper.com. The C-A-S-P-E-R mattress I had before, I've spent almost two grand. Uh, yeah, easily a thousand for a yeah. decent mattress, uh, minimum. And then two grand. Ugh. It's like, okay, well, this is good. But I feel right, like an idiot now. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So if you go to casper.com slash comedy film nerds, use the code comedy film nerds, $50 towards any mattress. Well, That's and the other great. thing too, you can have a hundred. You can have it. They ship it to you. Comes yes. in a box. You mm-hmm. uh, open it up, and you got to let the mattress kind of aerate, decompress, aerate, decompress, and right. take its full shape. And then right. you've got a hundred days to try it out. And then how do you get it back in the box? Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, we didn't tell you that part, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> you can't send it back, but after a hundred days, we're, we're going to bank you. Can't put it back. Um, that's so. amazing. And let me ask you about the memory foam. Do you find it warm, like? Like when it's when it's warm out, is it warm? Is it too warm? No, it doesn't get too it, warm. It, 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 you get a lot of yeah. Um, ventilation. Yeah, I, that's oh, the thing man. I've noticed about it. it that's it, a fantastic buy. I really liked it. I, 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 it's the best mattress I've had. You know, wow. and I, I really have such inconsistent sleep from the traveling. It's right. really a you thing. travel a lot, huh? Yeah, it's a it's an issue. Like okay. it's a hard thing. I gotta you know. Yeah, and I gotta whatever take all these. Valerian root and whatever other right, hippie right. nonsense. To, oh, to not have sleep is like it's it's you know it's, sleep deprivation the worst form of torture. It I is. Think. It yeah. is. You go crazy. You start going crazy. And I've I been understand. tortured. I've been <laughs> tortured. Yes. Uh, I, I used to work the road. Yeah. <laughs> you slept in I a agree. comedy condo. Yeah. Sleep you know what real torture is awful. Like. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So okay. So now mm-hmm. we can go to. Uh, now we already talked about the. Uh, Comedy Cluj, the festival. Yeah, there's a. I just want to say real quick, there was a mm-hmm. movie I saw there called Art of the Prank. Yes. Um, also that, at SF Doc Fest. Yeah, it was at mm-hmm. SF Doc Fest. I believe it won um, SF Doc Fest. And it's this guy, Joe Skaggs, who has been doing like big pranks in the media, getting the media to buy stuff. He started as like an anti Vietnam War protester mm-hmm. and has been doing stuff that's just real enough and stages these things. And, the, and he's these. It's a fantastic film. Um, I met him. Uh, we're going to try to get him on the show at some point the next time oh, he's in cool. LA. It's, it's a really, if you get a chance, Art of the Prank. I think they just signed distribution, so I don't know where it's available, but look mm-hmm. out for it. It's a really cool documentary. Oh, that sounds Very wonderful. Cool. And hilarious. Some of the mm-hmm. shit that he pulled is, you, you can't believe mm-hmm. it. And you're, it's so funny. 
Oh, um, but everything great. has a very it, it, all of his pranks have like social commentary mm-hmm. and yeah, purposeful, right. like they're purposeful, very purposeful. They're yeah. not just like a just a joke. Like, let's like, do that. Yeah, right. let's <laughs> let's do a flash mob. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, so it's 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 really cool. Well, one of the uh, one of the things I go every year with uh, my wife and Neil, we go to Halloween Horror Nights, so we can actually go and uh, be a part of the classic horror movies. And uh, oh, that's what they um, do. Oh yeah, it's oh, it's amazing. I've never done um, that. It's so good and it's so Is this terrifying. A it's a universal. I'll have to do this next year. Um, and they always do some really creative things with the mazes that you go into. And the most creative one this year by far was the exorcist. They had an right. exorcist maze. And, and Neil was telling me William Friedkin actually went in and thought it was amazing. Wow. <laughs> had him go in the maze. So you go in, obviously you see, you know, you have bed scenes with, uh, but also it, it kind of expanded the narrative a little bit. Like you, on the walls, you would see like the flashes of like the devil and stuff like you would, like in the movie, you see those little freeze frames. Right. But you're, when you're walking past and one shows up like right next to you, it's oh, like, it's the creepiest, God. weirdest thing. Uh, and then you go into um, all of these weird flashes of like what the uh, devil looks like from the film. And, uh, you know, they're literally like right next to you. As you're walking through, it's dark and then it lights up Whoa. and scares the shit out of you. But also since it's a, uh, <laughs> it's a movie studio, it's lighting, sound effects, oh, music, right. everything. Oh, everything is like a movie stab. Like How long you have, have they been doing this? They've been doing it for years, but every year it's kind of expanded oh and gotten God, larger. Oh my God, I can't wait. I have to so, wait 360 yeah. days. This is terrible. <laughs> so that one was really cool. They had a Freddy versus Jason one that was really fun and really terrifying Like mm. uh, because they – they know that you're kind of, when you go every year, you get a little savvy. You're like, okay, well, something's going to jump out at here. But they have so many things going on. You could be looking on one side, waiting for something to jump out, and then something will come from the other side. And Does anybody go through by them? Do you have to go, do you go through one at a time? No, you, you go, go through, through as, as a, a group, group. But that's, oh, it's so, it's so well made. Like there's corners and hidden things. Like, you know, so even though you're going through literally with a bunch of people, you're still terrified. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> They had one uh, thing. There was a purge area, like an election year kind of thing. So you go through when you're outside and you go through like, you know, burned out cars and husks and then people are chasing you through there. And then there was, you get on the tram, there's like a creepy clown area where I was, we were being chased by uh, mimes with chainsaws, which was very entertaining as well. Oh, God. (laughs) And, but I think those are kind of cool, but. My favorite is always the uh, movie-themed stuff. Like, you know, there's the Walking Dead stuff that's always there. But, you know, Freddy vs. Jason was great. The Exorcist was great. They had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, maze that was also absolutely horrifying. Like, usually when you get into, like, the first area of the maze, it's kind of like like an introduction to the movie or the story. Like, when you did American Werewolf in London, you were in the pub. Like, literally, that's how the maze oh, starts. You're in the so pub. Cool. And it's like, beware the moors, whatever. Then you go, the next area is, like, outside, and that's when you start to see the werewolf when and did they? And, like, how long does it take them to put it together? Months and months and months. And, and yeah. is it, is it a, di- a different... I mean, it's not at the park? No, it's it at a, the park, But yeah. how do they do this? Like Some of the backlot stuff, like, the, it's temporary enclosures, but a lot of the, the backlot maze that you only see on the tram right. is where they kind of stage a lot of these mazes. Oh, my God. You know, when I was 10, and we took a, uh, a trip, a six-week trip cross-country mm-hmm. in the car. It was amazing. And, um, I mean, I was at the perfect age. Mm-hmm. And we went to Universal Studios. This is 1965. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there. Right. I mean, there was the mm-hmm. there was the Munster's house right. and then some cowboys <laughs> yeah. fighting. And, right. and then they throwing rocks at each other. And then you- The Wild picked, West stunt show. Yes, and you picked up the rocks and they were foam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah. That's it. I mean, what they must have had the tram ride back then. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you 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 did that, right. but but I can't remember there was there was not much of anything. And it, it it just expands every year. Like with the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one was the one that threw us, and my wife and I screamed probably one of the loudest we oh had in a God. while. We were uh, it starts off in like the restaurant, and they're eating disgusting food, and so there's a guy there, and he's mm-hmm. like he's looking at you, like you you, and I'm like, all oh, right, well it's God. the first room, it's all not right. going to get that scary until you get it. But sure enough. Um, Leatherface jumped out from right behind us. And oh my like, god! And you a chainsaw. Oh, and oh my god! Like, oh my god! And we both and they're real. Like, they're real people. Who oh yeah, doing? no, they're real people. And also, oh it's so god. well put together. The chainsaw um, noise, 
smoke and a gasoline smell because they're actual chainsaw like props oh. but has all of the um immersion stuff yes, to it yes. yeah so it was so scary and then you're going through you have to push yourself through like uh like body parts and uh like like oh stuff and, like God. to get through parts it's so gross Ugh. so but it, it's it's a lot of fun and if you're a fan of horror movies it's one of those things where it's it's just fun every year we love it we did we oh there was a Krampus maze too oh nice which What's was Krampus Krampus was the um, the movie. The movie wasn't that good. Came out last year, where mm-hmm. it was a a bunch of um, uh, basically the evil spirit of Christmas then haunts a family. It was supposed to be uh, a horror okay. comedy, but right. uh, it never got there. Right, right. <laughs> but okay. the the maze is so elaborate. Like you're going through the kitchen and you're hearing all the banging and stuff. You know, Krampus mm. is coming. But then they pumped in the smell of gingerbread, so you're smelling gingerbread with the cookies there as you're going uh, through the, for the Christmas. <laughs> yeah, elements? for the Christmas. Yeah, it was so funny. Gingerbread's so, so scary. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh my God. so it was really fun. I really recommend it. If you're ever, if you're in during Halloween in Orlando or in LA, check out Halloween Horror Nights. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. Go to that. DVD and Blu-rays. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, a lot of stuff coming out this week. Star Trek Beyond. Uh, we had the same conclusion on that. Yeah. Uh, interesting action movie. Not really a Star Trek movie. Yeah, I'd love for them to actually make a Star Trek movie. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, um, Bad Moms was. I, oh, go ahead. You were talking about Star Trek. Yeah, no, yeah, I heard it was really funny. I have not seen it. I'll see it. It's worth seeing. Yeah, it, I'll see funny it. Funny stuff. My wife loved it. She had like mm-hmm. a girls' night out and went out. And right, loved it. I loved it. Um, Nine Lives. This was the Kevin Spacey cat movie. I don't even know if children went to see this movie. Oh yeah, I saw. It. I remember seeing a billboard. That's all yeah. I remember. It just mm-hmm. what, the, those words together just sound right. wrong. Like, the Kevin Spacey cat movie. That yeah. Just yeah. What was yeah. it about? I remember. I don't know. Like don't you know, he know. turns into a cat. Was it know. a vanity project? <laughs> he just always wanted to be a cat. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a cat. Yeah, yeah. It, it, or, or, it, Get me yeah. money. <laughs> it, was, it, it has to be some weird, like, somebody... Whose passion project was it? That's what I want to know. Who was like, we got to get this movie made. Yeah. <laughs> What 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 was the? I mean, was it a funny movie? Was it supposed to be funny? Well, it was a kids movie. Oh, it was a kids movie. But okay, still, okay. it still has to be a good movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I remember, like as a kid, I watched like uh, the Shaggy Dog and Shaggy Da. You know, with Sorry, uh, was it was it. Um, was it, was it a Dean Jones? What yes. He would turn into, you know, the dog. But this looked like, I'm like, well, is that the movie you're going to copy? Is, you know, the sh- <laughs> what, is Kevin, um, what happened to Kevin Spacey? What I don't know. Doing? That was a really weird yes to see that. <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to know why. Okay. Um, There's got to be uh, some story. Anthropoid. Like- this is that weird um, World War II action thriller movie with the weird name that made no sense. Yeah. And, Mm-hmm. Um, the worst title of the yeah the worst title ever, ever. Yeah, yeah of the uh, insect alien invasion that's movie that's what it sounds like yeah. it sounds yes like it does yeah. yeah yeah um Sea of Trees, this is the movie that I saw. Oh, yeah, my God, we awful. talked about that. Absolutely. It's when, uh, you know, the trivia was that um, people at can booed at a certain part of the movie, as will you if you end up watching it. Even if you're on a plane, you will boo. You're going to wow. see it yeah. up and boo yeah. it. Um, Who, who's it. Who's in it? Um, a lot of very talented actors. Really? <laughs> uh, okay. Ken Watanabe is great. Mm-hmm. And, um, is it Matt McConaughey? Uh, Matthew McConaughey and also... Uh, Oh, Naomi gosh. Watts. Well, yeah, Naomi Watts. That's it. Right. So mm. it's very solid cast. Yeah. Mm. Uh, very solid premise. Mm. Um, very terrible film. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, the next one is really interesting. I want to see this movie. This is an animated movie, Batman Return of the Caped Crusader. Mm. And this is the first time the DC animated movies have pulled back from PG-13. They've made a PG movie, and they've based it on the 60s Adam West Batman. And they got the voices. So Adam West, Burt Ward, uh, and a couple of other voices came back to do the cast. Julie Newmar? Julie, I I believe so, yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited to see this because it feels like it it keeps that sense of humor but also is updated. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be a really fun kind of lighter Batman movie. So I'm going to watch it with the kids. Cool. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Yes. And the uh, site spotlight slash fan feedback. We want to give a shout out to... um, CJ Johnson's podcast, Movie Land. CJ's been writing a lot of articles for us on the site, and also uh, he has a great uh, kind of companion podcast to ours over there in Australia at the uh, ABC. Cool. And they just interviewed, he just interviewed Adam Nimoy oh, wow. about uh, his documentary about his dad. Oh, that's so, a great documentary. Wow. So you want to check that out. I haven't out. seen that. It's, it's good. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good. It's, um, I like, I learned a lot about Leonard Nimoy that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's sort of through, you know, Adam, 
He it's kind of a nice love letter from it son is. to oh, father. Nice. He didn't have yeah. a great relationship with, right. with Leonard Nimoy uh-huh. for a while. And he sort of had to, you hear him in learning about um, his dad, you yeah. learn about their relationship. Right. right. You know, there's a great line. He's like, you know, he was, I, I don't know, teenager or something, or maybe early 20s, and he was fighting a lot with his dad. And he goes, I'd have a fight with him, and then I'd go outside, and there's Spock everywhere. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just pictures of, and it was this, it was a hard, just that. Very confronting thing right. to deal with. Yes, yeah. that meant many, most of us don't. I know. Like, how would you? It, you're having just kind of standard family stuff, but then right. your dad is one of the more famous, has one of the more iconic characters mm-hmm. of all time. And you probably right. feel you you people don't know. Yeah, yeah. People just don't know. You just know Miss Spock. Yeah. Um, and then Neil uh, has a great Shriek Fest uh, recap over there, and also his. Uh, weekly movie kind of news updates are there. They're really, really entertaining. He picked a couple of really interesting stories this week. And uh, any other, we, we've been seeing a lot of fan feedback on Facebook and Twitter. We really appreciate that as well. And uh, also, like we said, it's really helpful to good reviews on iTunes, anywhere else you could post about the podcast uh, positively. It's much appreciated. Um, yeah, guys, we like all the stuff you're, you write. Anytime we post something, um, Hamish Moore uh, was talking about, we posted a trailer for Doctor Strange, and he says, saw it last night. Australia always get Marvel movies a week earlier, and it was pretty rad. Ooh. Dug it a lot. All right, Hamish. Cool. Thanks for the... Oh, thanks for the th- that looks interesting <laughs> to me. Oh, yeah, I'm pumped yeah. up to see Doctor Strange. I'm seeing yeah. it tonight. Yeah. You are? Yeah, a little preview screening. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's going to be at the Chinese Theater. I think I'm going to see it. Oh, you got to oh, see wow. it there. Is it in 3D? Uh, I'm not sure. Do you guys like seeing 3D? It depends. depends. You know, I used to be very much against it, uh-huh. um, but certain films, especially, I usually just see certain big movies at the Chinese theater mm-hmm. in their IMAX 3D because their 3D there is amazing. Oh, okay. What almost right. killed 3D and when we were the most critical of it was then when they were trying to do this technology where a regular movie then was, um, they were putting slapping 3D on it. Right. So um, it didn't, wasn't necessary. It made, right. it was blurry mm-hmm. and it was like, like well, you're going to kill 3D again. Right. right. Doing this. And now, We've gotten back from that where interesting movies like Gravity, Hugo, and right. uh, new technologies like that, the Man Chinese, which is crystal clear, so, um, it, it, it's being used that. in a more judicious manner. So it's well, yeah, more like compelling. The, the last Jurassic Park movie I saw at um, at the Chinese theater, mm-hmm. and you want to talk about being scared, like really? there's dinosaurs jumping out of the screen into your face. Oh, right? my it's like, God. That to me is, that's Yeah, what that's 3D, a good use. Right. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. see my dinner with Andre yeah. in right. 3D. Like the appetizers. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it just came right at me. <laughs> I felt like I was there in that restaurant talking. And the other movie, uh, I mean, obviously Doctor Strange is coming out this weekend, but the other movie is Trolls. So it's... You know, there's something for every kid in your life yeah. this uh, this mm. weekend for sure. Younger kids are going to go see Trolls. Older kids want to see Doctor Strange. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think the movie is will be uh, quite crowded this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I've um, haven't been in a big uh, regular theater. It's been all airplanes and uh, film festivals. Welcome awesome. back. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. This was great fun. Thank you. This Thanks, was wonderful. Kathy. Thank you, guys. So where can people find you on, online? You have a podcast. Yes. I do. It, it's on a, a short hiatus right now. It's called uh, Nobody Ever Listens, and it's me and Mindy Sterling. And we just have guests, and we talk about whatever is on our t- on top of mind, mm-hmm. basically. And it's been so much fun. So we're just going to get it back up soon. And, and Chris is going to actually yeah, talk to me about gonna, that. Yeah. And, and you also. Yeah, we're, we're going to yeah. introduce you to the Lipson website. And, okay, uh, good. Yeah, it'll be it'll very easy. Yeah, that's the sometimes the misconception is like, oh, where do I get my podcast picked up? You don't. You just yeah, do it just, on your own. Yeah, because yeah. it's on. It's already on iTunes, right? There so you go. can you can mm-hmm. go there and, and listen to what we've done so far. Yep. And it's been you know a lot of fun. And I'll be at Crab Apples tonight. When is this going to drop? Today. Today. Today I'll mm-hmm. be at Crab Apples tonight, ten p.m. at the Improv Lab. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwaite and Caitlin Gill's. Nice. Show. Oh, that'll be a good yeah. show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It'll be. It's you know they host this show every week, and and I've seen it once. And it's been, it's very fun. You know, it's what you would expect it to be. Very fun, very loose, very creative. 
I've heard good things about that. Yeah. And what, where can people find you on the internet if they wanted to say hello? Um, you can say hello to me at, uh, it's very cryptic. It's my website, kathyladman.com. <laughs> and of course on Facebook and uh, Twitter, at Kathy Ladman. All very, very mysterious names. <laughs> nice. And yeah, that's about it. That's Gr- about it, folks. Well, great. Um, so, guys, uh, Earbuds is going to be for sale November 17th. Uh, that cool. is official. We'll be at the Napa Valley Film Festival November 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. If you go to Napa Valley Film Festival's website, I think it's napavalley.org maybe. Um, uh, and then we're having a release, we're having a screening and release party at the Hollywood, at the Improv Lab, uh, November 17th. That's at 7.30. It's free, so it's first come, first serve. Oh, wow. um, and then we'll have a little party in the bar after to celebrate it, and the movie will oh, be... Oh, great. I have to write this down. Now, do you make a reservation, or do you just show up? You can go, if you go to the improv.com website, mm-hmm. and you can make a reservation, then you you holding a seat basically okay but you have but you have to it's first come first serve yeah, still yes. yeah you get make a reservation and then you got to show up yep yeah it's only 60 people right yeah, oh yeah because it's a small room yeah. yeah so it'll be a nice little intimate thing and then we'll just and uh, celebrating the launch of the the film will be uh available that day for our sale first ever feature mm-hmm. film that comedy film is produced oh that's yes. so exciting yeah mm-hmm. so uh and then at comedyfilmers.com obviously but we're selling downloads standard def yes. for uh, seven ninety nine and high def for eight ninety nine. I think it's eight ninety nine and nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I have to check. I don't remember <laughs> what we said. It might be. You might be right. Seven ninety nine. All right. Well, it's in that range. It's right in there. So it's in that. <laughs> if wheel you have ten dollars, yeah, you're it's you're, good. you're set. You're yeah. set. <laughs> and then we're selling bonus features uh, yeah. separately or also with a package. If you if you buy the high def, you can download. Um, That'll be all together, and then you can buy them separately. Like if you're a Kickstarter backer. And uh, you just want the bonus extras. I think those will be like two ninety nine or something. And then uh, the DVD will be ready, hopefully December ish. Yeah, we're um, looking at December, January ish. We're gonna obviously we're working on it, and we want to try to get it done as soon as possible. So we'll keep you posted on that. It'll be some really cool uh, extra features. On yeah, that we've been too. working on that, but that's since that's physical replication mm. that takes takes a little a longer. Little longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, November seventeenth. Check it out. That's it, comedyfilmnerds.com. You can download it right from the site. Oh, one thing I do want to mention, too, if you were a Kickstarter backer, um, since we're starting to do physical rewards uh, within the next couple of months, make sure you fill out your surveys. Uh, I'd say 80% of you have. There's still some of you that haven't filled out the surveys yet. And if you didn't get it in the email, just log into Kickstarter on your account and fill it out there because we want to make sure we have everyone's info uh, when the DVDs and posters and T-shirts start going out. Yeah. All right, guys. That is our show, episode 343. Kathy Ladman, thank oh you so God. much. You've done 343 episodes? Actually Holy more, because then spoiler apps yeah, and wow. specials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's very cool. That's a lot. Nice body of work. Thank you. Thank very you. nice. <laughs> very nice. Thank you so much. I meant that sincerely. Yeah, no, I thought it was some know, kind of dig. It. No, no. no, we took it that way. No, it's All a right. I think what Chris and I do is we always go, wow, yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> that's a a lot really of free content. I thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking 343 when I first saw it. I thought maybe it's the third season and the 40th <laughs> season. But man, you guys have really yeah. rocked it. No, that's a wonderful compliment. Yeah. Great. Thank you. That's we just great. thought we'd be more. And we're ending at 350. More, yes, yeah. I know you're, you're, being, you're being, I know you're being humble. I understand. Okay. <laughs> we just thought we'd have more money by this point. That's yeah. all. That's all <laughs> we all did. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much, Kathy. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first. Ugh.